0: Welcome, Hello. hi, uh, to our Phantom Menace podcast. Uh, I'm Griffin Newman. Uh, with me, as always, uh, for this one episode that we've just started recording and the episodes that are going to always into the future is a very tall man, David A+. Sims. Hey, how you doing? Um, David and I um, started this podcast because we had a question we needed answering. Uh, much like the wildly popular Serial, which I think was the first podcast ever recorded. Uh, yeah, Seiken. it was
1: certainly the first podcast to ever ask a question.
0: Yep. Uh, we're going to follow in their footsteps and devote this podcast, which will run. It'll be a podcast mini-series. Yeah. Uh, all investigating one question, much like, is uh guilty or innocent?
1: Yeah, he's guilty.
0: He's definitely guilty, no question. And Jay worked <laughs> okay. with him on it, no question. We see, we don't need fucking 12 episodes to answer that. No, no. It's a great start. We by answered the way. that five minutes into this episode. <laughs> exactly. But our podcast is gonna take longer than that to answer because our mystery is our question it's is far deeper. What is Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, about? What's that movie about? I don't know. It was, a, it was a big movie. Huge movie. I think a lot of people saw it. I think probably everyone who's listening to this saw it. I should hope so. I should hope so because, I mean, proportionally, the the percentage of the human population that saw that movie is grand.
1: Directed by George Lucas, written and directed by
0: George Lucas. His 1999 feature film. Yeah. People don't yep. realize that. He made four movies up until that point. It was his fourth film, yeah. He directed a film called THX 1138. Yeah. With he Robert Duvall. Directed a film called American Graffiti. Yeah, without Robert Duvall. He directed a film called Star Wars. Sure. Was he in that one? I forget. Duvall? No. He didn't come back Yeah, Did not direct Empire Strikes Back. Irving Kershner. The great Irving Kershner, the late great. Did not direct Return of the Jedi. Richard Marcon? Correct. The late great. Oof. R.I.P. I I didn't know. Came back for Phantom Menace. Now, up until that point, we could argue that his career was golden. Bulletproof. Yeah. Pretty much. THX, very critically well regarded. Influential movie. Cult classic, yeah. you know, but but small scale. Sure. American Graffiti, one of the most profitable films of all time up until that point, and a, a really wonderful movie, blockbuster success. Yeah, and and ironically, a film that's its strengths lie in its characterizations, its dialogue, its nuanced performances. Yeah,
1: and and like its sense of place and time. You right. know, it's it's a, it's a really movie about a certain a certain point in American culture. Like, it's a movie very evocative of its. Uh, but it, but it's, it's grounded, era. it's yeah. realistic, Absolutely. and it, it's
0: humanist. Dramatics are mm-hmm. are very strong. All these things that people would later go. Well, Lucas was never good at that. That was never his thing. He's
1: great at it. Wrote and directed that movie. Yep. He's nominated for two Oscars. Mm-hmm.
0: Then you make Star Wars. Great movie. Pretty big. Could have used Robert Duvall. Could have used Bob Duvall, the great Bob Duvall. I don't know you the know, late great Bob Duvall. <laughs> wait a second! Breaking I ju- news. I just got word. <laughs> the great Bob <laughs> he Duvall could have been has like a us. Java
1: or something. You know, like an ornery Java. Anyway. We're not talking I, about I that.
0: would have liked him as Lando, but... Well, he's not anyway. Yeah, You're right. He doesn't have a mustache. Star Wars, huge hit. Big hit. We're not We're not really here to talk about Star Wars. We're not here to talk about Star Wars. We'll get to was, that in a it second. Was a hit. It was a in hit. In a second, we'll talk about how we're not here to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. That's not our interest here. No, but Huge hit. The die is cast. Yeah. George Lucas is a power player. And then he, then he, he drops the mic... Drops the mic, walks away mm-hmm. for 22 years, doesn't make another film. Right. Overseas Empire, sure. Jedi, various TV Overseas cartoon, and Empire, one Overseas say. and Empire mm-hmm. creates all these technologies, mm-hmm. creates all these new companies to support those technologies. Yeah. Creates a merchandising badanza. Uh, You know, I, I, I don't know if this is an obvious fact to everybody, but uh, if this is a well-known tale, George Lucas negotiated for the first Star Wars a lower salary as a director. Right in exchange for the full rights to sequels and merchandising.
1: Right. And the and merchandising, I think, the most prof, the most profitable part of the whole Star Wars Correct. franchise. Yeah, Correct. That's
0: where all the money comes from. And so by making that one choice, that one decision, banking on himself and the future of this franchise, he gives himself the freedom to do whatever he wants for the rest of his life. Right. He now has ungodly amounts of money. He can do whatever he wants. He could make any movie he wanted. Mm-hmm. He steps away. As you said, he drops the mic and he comes back in 99 and the anticipation was through Fever the roof. This guy hasn't made a bad movie yet. It's true. How could this go wrong? Huh. Did it go wrong? People didn't like it.
1: it. made some money. It made a lot of money. I've definitely seen it more than one time. I don't I've know about you. I've probably
0: seen it ten times. Yeah. I owned it on VHS. I own it on Blu-ray. I also own it on Blu-ray. I never owned it on DVD. That was the middle. Me neither. Those yeah, were the yeah. years where I didn't want right. to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh huge, huge hit... Called Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That's the full title. Uh, at the time of its release, reception was mixed. I think people couldn't really process it. Right, and it made a, a gargantuan amount of money once again. Tons of chatter. Yeah, but in the years since, the, the uh, you know public perception of the film has become rather toxic. Yeah, I mean it's sort of
1: seen as the beginning of a great decline, sort of on the level of like the Roman Empire,
0: That's something like that. Ninety nine. And by, I believe, 2012, 13 years later, sure. Lucas announces that he's selling the entire empire to Disney. Yeah, He's washing his hands of Star Wars. He's letting go. And as we all know, new Star Wars movie coming out this year, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, sure. Not only is Lucas not it's... directing it, but that he has
1: no creative participation he's in it. He's literally like, I think I think they said, well, we'll give him a call maybe once. But like I don't think he's allowed really to have any input.
0: But what fascinates you and I- I think he I,
1: said he gave them story ideas and they were like,
0: yeah, okay, sure. And oh, yeah. And like put them in a drawer. Yeah. One yeah. of the things he was like, well, the main reason they wanted to buy the company was because I had this dossier full of story ideas. And then <sighs> they read them and they were like, hey, we're, you can keep those. This is an, I would love to see those one day. I bet Duvall was back. Oh, that, that Duvall was, was the main like, character. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As himself. Yeah. And then it
1: just got, that, that whole dossier just got turned into the judge. Yeah. That that the judge is is George Lucas's idea.
0: That's my big problem with the judge is it feels like it's so steeped in mythology. <laughs> you can't really watch it as its own film because it's it, there's so much emphasis on like the background characters. Yeah. Yeah. And the ships and everything. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, the Judge is a terrible film. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Have you seen it?
1: It's two and a half hours long. I have not seen it. I think it's the one Oscar-nominated film of the year I haven't seen.
0: Uh, I'll wait for you to see it, and then we'll start talking Judge. Uh, that'll be our next yeah, that'll, podcast. Yeah, sure. That'll be a spinoff of this uh, podcast. Judge. How the, many spinoffs are, the judge? do you think we're going to get out of this podcast? Oh, so many. Oh. Like 40. This is the start of a franchise.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to like quit all, everything else that we do Yeah, and just maintain like a spinoff empire. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, here fingers crossed. Producer Ben. Producer Ben. He's he's right here.
1: Hey, I'm here too. Back in the saddle with Producer Ben. Yeah, I'm back. He's back. I'm glad to be working with you he's again, back. Griffin.
0: Much like George Lucas. Yeah, after his sabbatical. Back. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. Producer Ben is back to working with me.
1: So, uh, who are you in this? Are you uh, Rick Berman? Or is that, is that a Star Trek guy? I forget. Who, who's the producer on Star Wars? I forget. Uh,
0: uh, oh God, uh, uh, Gary Kurtz was one Gary of them, Gary Kurtz, right? yeah, man. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's a new guy for the Phantom Mass, I forget his name. It's Rich something, right? Sure. Rick something. Um, but, but this is our point. This is what fascinated you and I when we talk about this movie. Which we do often. We in often talk about it. Pre-99, no one had anything bad to say about George Lucas, save for maybe, uh, you know, Marsha Lucas, his ex-wife.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. she had she had a lot of bad things to say. I think she started the whole the Ewoks or wherever. A hundred percent. That
0: was her. That was 100%. all her. Yeah,
1: and yeah. Duvall too. You know, but fanboy reception.
0: Everyone loved yeah. Lucas. Yeah,
1: and everyone if- and those movies. You know, and they were re released. He re released the special mm-hmm. editions, which now everyone hates what he did to them. Back in the day, everyone was uh, everyone just was sitting pretty, happy to see those movies on a big Absolutely. screen again. Absolutely. A new generation of kids got to see those movies in a big in a big screen.
0: But thirteen years, they changed everything. By the time he sold the company to Disney, everyone went. Thank God, yep. this guy has yep. no hand in Star Wars anymore. Yeah, this is the movie. This is the turning point. This movie is where the the whole story of our relationship, the public's relationship to Star Wars, really hinges from yeah. being you know a hundred percent golden to being a very very complex, difficult, almost Sid and Nancy ish, violent destructive relationship between content and consumer everything turned there and and since then in those ensuing years a lot of people like to shit on phantom menace they talk about how bad it is and they create a lot of comedy talk about how dumb it is how, how stupid it is yeah how infantile it is and they they it's
1: it's almost hacky i feel like at this point to complain about the phantom menace because it's like every, yeah we know
0: we know we get it that is not what we are here to do no are we here to praise phantom menace absolutely not no We're here to investigate. We're here to investigate. We're here to investigate. We want to figure out what it's about because it's a weird, weird movie. Taken on its own, it's a weird movie. That's exactly it. We want to take this movie on its own terms. This is our key point. This is where we are changing the game. This is a
1: piece of cinema that came out in 1999, the most profitable, successful film of the year. Most talked about movie of the year. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks about it in the terms you're describing. It's the... The hinge on which this whole franchise kind of fell apart. It's so disappointing in comparison to the original films. Right. Forget the original films. We're not going to talk about them. Forget the following films. Mm-hmm. Forget the cartoons. Yep. Forget, I don't know, the holiday special. All of it. All of it. Just 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 take it, put it in the garbage, and just leave The Phantom Menace.
0: This introduction, this long-winded introduction that you've been listening to... I is think the, it's very short. The last time you will hear us talk about the original films or the ensuing prequels or the upcoming Disney-produced right. Star Wars films. So we're not talking about any of that ever again on this podcast. Nope. And in fact, if you or I or any guests we may have on future episodes... Ooh, Robert Duvall? I hope we can get the great Bob Duvall. Great. Unfortunately, he just died. <laughs> I forgot. Um, but any guests, any of us ever
1: mention the Star Wars franchise and the other movies? We're getting docked Point. points. Exactly. Producer
0: Ben is going to dock us points. Yep.
1: I'll also give him a buzzer, too, to let him know they're up. Thank right. you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I'd watch your language a little bit. Maybe fire you. a gun in the air. Oh, I'll bleep that. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, this is a clean podcast. Yeah. rascal. <laughs> <laughs> was,
1: was Phantom Menace rated G or P? It's a PG, right? I think- Somebody oh. does get cut in half.
0: I remember vividly at the time, Liam Neeson saying he wasn't going to let his kids see it because he thought it was too violent. It's an
1: extraordinarily violent
0: movie. It's just not a
1: particularly gory movie. I think it's G. I mean, the death count is in the thousands in that movie. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's G, but I think, and this is the last time we're going to mention it. I think Revenge of the Sith is PG. I think no, no. I think
1: I think Revenge of the Sith is PG thirteen. Really? Yeah, I think so.
0: I think the I think the prequels are PG. It doesn't matter. I think they're PG. I think you're right. Yeah. I just remember that Revenge of the Sith was a rating higher.
1: Phantom Menace was rated U in the UK, which is where I grew up.
0: Fancy Pants. Yeah, exactly. But uh, which not, is the lowest? That's a children. universal. We're not going to talk about those movies ever again. No. We're just going to talk about Phantom Menace. Okay. Let's just sit down right here from this point Wait, on. Let's hold hands. Let's yeah. hold hands on the mail. Hold Preacher hands. Ben, if you want to grab our hands too. Yes. Yeah. from this make point a on.
1: Friendship Circle. Okay.
0: We're only going to talk about, and let's even stop calling it Star Wars Episode One. I know about, it's the full and, title. Let's no, just call it The Phantom the Menace Phantom so we Menace. can remove it from all the expectations and all the ensuing hullabaloo of the franchise around it.
1: Yes. The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace.
0: The Phantom Menace. We let go. We're not holding hands anymore. So every episode, much like serial, jumped around in chronology focused on yeah. different elements of the crime. Yeah. There's a lot of things going. There's a there's a lot of things going on in this movie. There's a lot of things going on in this
1: movie. Are we Look, hit- plot wise, there's a lot of things going. This is not a simple movie to there's, unpack. There's a lot of text, there's a lot of subtext. There's a hell of a lot of backstory that is really not plumbed in great detail. Oh, and this
0: is another important thing. We're not going to talk about other films. No, we're not going to relate this to any other types of movies, right? Or anything ever. Anything, no. but we do want to delve into the Lucas-approved backstory yeah. to some of the elements contained within the Phantom Menace. Sure. So, characters that only exist in the Phantom Menace, we are going to be going to Wikipedia, yep, and reading you what the official Lucas-sanctioned backstory those characters are. Yeah. There's a lot to learn. Here's the key question you ask. Uh, What if there's a character that's also in other movies? Forget it. Forget those other movies. To us, it's just what happens within The Phantom Menace. Right.
1: C3PO? Yeah, he's he's a robot who lives in a sand hut, a half-built robot. Yep. protocol droid. I don't know why. He was built by a little boy and Built sadly, by a six-year-old boy slave. He
0: was never finished.
1: And he was unfinished. It's too sad. Yeah. He was but, never finished. I mean, he can operate. He moves around. He, but, he works you know, well. He no now.
0: longer. He doesn't really get to fill his potential. But he's a little naked and he never gets to meet any nice robot friends. He makes one robot friend in the movie. Does he? Well, R2-D2. I, I wouldn't say they become friends. Oh, well,
1: right. sure. They, they they banter. There's a yeah. little bit of banter. They
0: meet. They meet. They meet. There's a meeting. Yes. He also meets some pit droids at the pod race, but you know, I wouldn't say they're friends. Yeah, I mean, see, he he's a bit of a brittle guy. I feel like it's difficult for him to make friends. He can't leave the
1: house that much. He's so weak. He's, his joints are exposed and he lives in a sand place. There's sand being blown everywhere. It's the worst thing. You want you need some Don't keep those wires exposed. You know, all that grit gets in, you know, his processors will get He how is he going to be able to deploy his 6 million forms of communication? Get it together, little Annie. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll talk about him, David. have you... That's heard- a perfect. I mean, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, he's a six-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. I think he's six. Is he eight? It's somewhere. Well, he's a child. Ages are the same. Who? who yeah, it's true. Yeah. Who is uh, a slave mm-hmm. and works at like an auto body shop?
0: Yep. And yeah, and races on the side. Mad good at pod racing. Yeah. His mom doesn't want him doing it.
1: No, no. She doesn't want to. And also his mom uh, seemed to just like gave birth to him with no father. present. Yep. Yeah.
0: But. Uh, yeah. It was an immaculate conception. Right. And uh, Yoda, who's just some guy who sits on a Jedi council. Yeah. He's like a space monk. I don't know. He yeah. seems to be in charge. I don't know. Yeah. He's I don't know. A position of authority. They say he's really powerful. I see no signs of it. He mostly sits. He mostly sits. He's a, uh, it's a c- seated performance. Talks calmly. Yeah. He claims that young Annie a has a little presumptuous. A lot of what's presumptuous? That he talk. He, he, he talks with a little bit of presumption.
1: I feel. Oh like. sure, it's called. I thought you were saying
0: I talked with a little bit of presumption. No, never. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Yoda senses a bit of anger in yeah. Anakin. We don't see it. No, not really. No Maybe irritability, possibly. Mostly
1: relating to the fact that he's a slave. I think.
0: Yeah, he just. goes, Oh, I wish I could get out of here. Yeah, but right. He doesn't seem angry. No, no. Most kids get angry if you give them the wrong juice box. Yeah, well, he's not getting any juice boxes. Well, I'm saying, considering that he's a slave, yeah, he's I think pretty his, chill. his anger is proportionate to his yeah, situation. At one point,
1: he seems happy that he's getting to go home to his slave house. He, anyone... he, he literally says, yippee. Yeah. He's still, he's still enslaved to, a, anyway, we'll get to, we'll get to
0: all of this. These are separate episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes But, the, we're but fo- these are examples. Sometimes we might focus on a character. Sometimes right. we might focus on an element that runs throughout the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. Plot,
0: setting, you yeah. know, the sort of major themes of the film. For this episode, we've decided that we want to focus on the beginning of the film. I think, I mean,
1: where else would you want to start?
0: What better way to start a podcast than with the start of The Phantom Menace, which in and of itself is uh, just one movie taken on its own. Sure. The start of whatever might come afterwards. Uh, Who knows? Yeah.
1: You know, a lot of films you think, oh, there might be a sequel to this. There might be a sequel here. It says
0: episode one in the title, though. This is the first piece of media we're supposed to consume. Right. Number one. Right.
1: So that's all we know. Pretty sure it goes one, two, three, four. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Movies yeah. usually go up. Yeah. Exactly. I've
0: I've never seen a film series start at zero and then the next one's negative one.
1: I don't know. That sounds like a pitch. Yeah. It's not, like, I think we should go to Hollywood. all right. Yeah, Guys, We should just, go to Hollywood. We, we we that's our idea. Just everyone out there, that's our idea. Producer so, Ben.
0: Can we reschedule next week's uh, podcast recording because we have to go to Hollywood? Yeah. We <laughs> okay. Yeah,
1: I understand. I mean, that's that's a million dollar idea. It's a so. million. Yeah, it's a one million
0: dollar idea. We want to get one million dollars to make this movie in Hollywood, California. Right. Um. We this established... movie was not
1: made in Hollywood, California, was it? Mostly no. shot in Britain. I think so. And Tunisia.
0: Yeah. And here's a fun fact. Um. I think Italy a little bit. This film was entirely financed by George Lucas. Yeah. It was an independent film. Yep. He sold the theatrical distribution rights to Fox, Yep, and they released it at a commission. Sure. But he financed the film himself mm-hmm. with the money he made selling the rights to the toys. Yeah. The, so, he pre-sold the rights to the toys. The Hasbro right? Toy yeah. Company, he said to them, hey, I'm going to make The Phantom Menace, and they went, cool, we'll give you $100 million to make toys to a movie you haven't made yet with characters we haven't met yet. Right. And he took that money and he made the movie. It's a pretty. I mean, it's
1: it's almost a rags to riches story. Yeah, he's a he's a brilliant businessman. Brilliant. That's the first point we have to make about George Lucas, and I, I, with no sarcasm, he yeah. is he is one of the smartest businessmen alive. No question. But but this is an important lens to view the film through. Yeah, it is. It is being made almost with merchandising in mind.
0: I don't know that that's a bad thing or a good thing. Well, I think that's note A, and note B is because of the freedom granted to him by those merchandising that's true. sales. You know? This movie had, I mean, no, no studio account, notes, no creative overseers. Right. He was able to make his unfettered vision. That's true. That's maybe a backup question we're trying to answer here. Is George Lucas happy with The Phantom Menace? Did mm. he make the movie he wanted to make? Yeah. The public didn't like it that much, but maybe in his eyes he went, nailed it.
1: Right. He watches it. He watched it last night and he was just like, really? They're Great missing. job, George. I don't
0: understand how they're missing it. Yeah, I don't know. Does he even think about us? Can you hear us, George Lucas? I don't know. I mean, I've called him so many times; he won't get back. So yeah. it's like I, I, you know, I know he's busy. I know he has other things to do. But it's like also, I know he just sold his company. I know Strange Magic is finished. It's out in theaters. Like, did you see Strange Magic? Yeah, I saw Strange. How Magic. How is it? It's really bad. Great. Okay. We're not talking about that. I know that, David. <laughs> uh, All right. Is there uh, uh, a minus? Let's just say minus one point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a small infraction. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, but no, yeah, Phantom Menace, we're talking about the opening, are we even going to talk about the opening crawl of Phantom Menace? I feel like that's pretty important. Oh, I'm pulling up the opening crawl Good. right now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in Fairly Unusual, it, you know, you do see it in films sometimes, uh, there's there's a bit of exposition in, in, in text on the screen mm-hmm. to, to lead everything off. I mean, the, the Mask of Zorro has it, Yeah, there's the, the occasional movies decide to just, there's too much information, they can't present it in any other way, so let's just have... A little bit of expository text, just to just to set us in time and place.
0: Well, usually it's fun too. It's like here are yeah. the scenes you don't want to, you know? Right, exactly. See, let's let's get past the play out. This yeah. is the nitty gritty. This is the backstory, but it's going to sound exciting. Right. So by the end of the opening text, you're rearing to go. You go, oh, the stage is set. Yeah, it's usually something pretty scintillating. Okay, so here we go. Ready? Episode one: The Phantom Menace. Right. Sentence one. Let's start it out. Oh yep. boy. Yeah. We're sitting in the theater. I'm there opening night. I'm 10 years old. You're 14? Uh, it was 1999. I was 13 years old. 13 years old. Yep. Okay, so we're sitting there. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. I was Damn at the ass. Odeon
1: Leicester Square, I remember.
0: Uh, I saw it at the Ziegfeld Theater in Midtown so, Manhattan. Both both, the, both theaters we've named are the biggest theater in their respective cities. Mm-hmm. And two of the biggest cities in the world. That's absolutely right. So we're sitting there. I'm sitting there with my dad and my brother, James. I Z. was with my dad and my brother. Yeah, wow. <sighs> okay. I have parallel experiences. Oh, boy. I knew there was a reason we're supposed to do this podcast yeah. together. Okay, here we go. Opening sentence. Ooh, how's the fan mask going to start us off? Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. All right. Okay. Turmoil. Hey, yeah. exciting. High stakes. Yeah. What's this turmoil? Is there a war going on? Galactic, too. Republic. That's Galactic. a lot of planets. Ooh, but the fighting, what's happening here? And
1: don't forget, this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We so this is that. an unknown for, yep. world, unknown universe. Like, we, you know, and it's a long time ago. This is history.
0: Prior to the prologue text, there was a prologue text. It's Letting true. us know that this crawl- is informing you of what happened before the movie you're about to watch, and that all of this is taking place a long time ago. Yeah, in a, galaxy, in a galaxy very far away, far far away. So that stage is set. We're excited. Yeah, turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. Awesome, turmoil. Fucking rad. Next sentence. Oh boy, describe this turmoil to me. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. No, there's. I mean,
1: hmm. the. All right, so. The taxation, there's trade routes to outlying star systems. Okay. So, so I guess there's inlings. There's like inward systems. Sure. Trading to outer planets. Yeah. And that 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 trade is being taxed. That's under dispute. I mean, I understand there would be some dispute. I'm sure. I'm not sure
0: if you wanna I don't know why we need to focus on this, you know. I mean, well, but look, it's you just need one to, a generating a event. Look. Sure. Whatever. Okay, but I guess some planets. And ships have goods that other planets yes. and ships need, right? so they're routes. Yeah. And Routes someone... or routes? Hmm. A taxation of trade routes? Routes. We don't know. Okay.
1: It'd be good if someone read it aloud, honestly, in the like, film. I know. Like I, Robert it's, Duval. Someone it's like annoying
0: that. that this is having to fall on me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm saying- Oh, yeah, oh, uh,
1: yeah like I, look, after all these years. I'm
0: happy to do this for this podcast, but it's been, what, 16 years since this movie came out? I'm the first one to have to ever read this out loud? I mean- you're doing heroes work. Keep if, going. If please. Lucas had read it aloud in the office, he would have realized, like, oh, should it be roots e- or round? That's a problem. <laughs> I don't know which one it should be.
1: <laughs> a lot of things maybe should have been read back. Yeah. You know, before they, they before they printed it. But anyway, keep going.
0: Okay, well, so we got that taxation tax. Let's get into is the term under dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships. Ooh. Deadly battleships. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's on Tago. Break down that blockade, right? You know, deadly battleships. The greedy trade federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. Very pejorative, by the way. Greedy. Yep. Look, everyone's got a side in this.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're being told the greedy trade federation, yep. whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. We're like, obviously, the trade federation is not going to like taxing of trade. By the way, why? Right. Why is there a trade federation? I don't. I don't know. Anyway.
0: I don't know if we're talking multiple galaxies. Who's making the decision of who gets to oversee all some, trade? There should be some union
1: busting here. I think, and
0: I'm very pro union, but like I don't know if there should
1: be one trade federation Agree. for a whole galaxy. Agree. But anyway, they with their battleships. Someone gave them battleships.
0: Yeah, they're blocking uh, ferry to the planet of Naboo. Specifically, a target of Naboo for some weird reason, yeah, which is okay. A small planet. Once again, pejorative. A planet, greedy, small. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I sure maybe it's leading smaller, off in a negative way. Smaller than the others, but come on, it's a planet. It is. It's, <laughs> it's bigger than there, you shake or me. A stick, it big, much bigger than you or me. Yeah. I'm a little guy. I'm a very tall man. Even so, even so, even so, it's bigger than you. All right, bigger than a city, bigger than a state. It's a planet. Okay, so they're yeah. not shipping to this one yeah, battleships. Smaller planet. Okay, okay, so we get it. That's what's going on. While the Congress of of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events. Endlessly.
1: How long is this? They don't even say how long this has been going on. Endlessly. <sighs> I mean, like, are we talking weeks? Are we talking a galactic month? David. David.
0: Endlessly. Endlessly. Anyway. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights. Ooh, sounds cool. We know... Yeah. Well, we don't know. No, we don't. We don't know at this point what those are. No. This is episode one. This is the first I think film.
1: I'm, I think I'm getting docked again. I won't make this mistake again. Producer Ben? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Official decision? I'm going to let it slide. Okay. I cut myself off.
0: Okay. But yeah, two Jedi Knights. Knights, at least. Two Jedi Knights. Ooh, interesting. Right. They dispatch them. The Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Galaxy. Cool description. Cool. They, they sound like sort of galactic policemen. To settle the conflict. Right. Settle
1: this conflict. Not sure why you just send two guys Sounds like there's a lot of battleships? Well, maybe send an equal amount of battleships? But I guess it's let's try and nip this in the
0: bud. Stop this escalating. Uh, agreed. Yep. And and even though you say that the the guardians of peace and justice within this galaxy. Yep. Um it, it, this sounds like something maybe the government should get involved in. This is a government issue. Yeah, maybe not
1: secretly dispatch these people, maybe right. publicly, you know? Right. Yeah. But apparently it's being endlessly debated. I think, you know, I mean, I think it's pretty clear George Lucas
0: had a bit of an axe to grind. He had an axe Endless debate in Congress. Yeah. We, we get you. Okay, so this is, let's start attacking the film from this angle. Just from the opening crawl, what is this movie about? How much the government sucks?
1: Yeah, how much like how long things take to to figure out in 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 Washington D.C. Slow
0: process of getting things changed at Capitol Hill, and I guess like tax taxation. He really cares about goods being hey. shipped to the proper places. I mean, the more important
1: thing is that this is never explained in the film. No, it, there is no explanation of like why why Naboo why why uh, mm-hmm. why disrupt that particular planet. Why do they care? There's no explanation of why, this, why the uh, Galactic Center can't just blow these guys out of the sky. What power they really wield. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Here's it, a people complain about it all the time. I've heard like, oh, it's about taxation. Boring.
0: Yeah. You could make it interesting. You could. But it's really, there's really never any explanation. Here's a bigger question that I, in a recent rewatch, realized is not answer. Uh What goods? Yeah, what goods? That's a good point. What goods? I don't need you to tell me every good that is shipped across the galaxy. Some major ones. But a couple. Yeah. Because, look, each planet seems to have a lot of stuff going on. Naboo is this incredibly fertile, green yeah. planet with, like, an mm-hmm.
1: ocean world. Yeah. Now, I did a little bit of clicking around on Wikipedia, and it it, it suggested that Naboo is apparently a resource-poor nation, and it needs goods. It doesn't okay. say what goods. There's no evidence that Naboo is a resource. Every nope. every single house in that place is this marble palace. It looks lush. Everyone is wearing 18 costumes just layered on top of each other. And like makeup and jewels. Yeah,
0: and there's like a lot of water around. There's a lot of like forestation yeah. around. This is a gorgeous, it's almost, I think it was, was
1: this not shot in Italy? It's like a Tuscan planet. It looks beautiful. It's a gorgeous planet. There's no citizens. Yeah, You only ever see... The sort of reigning, you know, the queen and her and her and uh,
0: her government. Each person on the planet of Naboo essentially has like a, a state worth of space to themselves. One could assume,
1: right? It seems to be a very, very spacious. Planet. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing. It's just that there's not a lot of uh, people out there getting the resources. They just they just trade. It's like a paradise planet. Okay, but the, not explained again. Yeah. none of this is none of this background is given. We just know that Naboo is a sort of sort of a peaceful planet. Yeah, no real army. And and they're being bullied by the evil trade federation. This trade greedy, greedy. 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 Trade
0: just federation. saying, hey, we're not sending stuff to you. Yeah. Uh, fruit or something? There's some fruit they want? They really, they just need like a couple crates of bananas. It's like the recent issue with uh, Chipotle not getting enough pork delivered. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe like there's no carnitas burritos. Right. Okay, just yes. Just in New- Naboo. There are other things you could eat. There are ways around this, but yeah. people have gotten attached to carnitas burritos. Maybe there's hey. some kind of fruit. The, you know, the jaja fruit or whatever it is. Ooh. And uh, Sounds exotic. we can't we can't get it. And people are freaking out about it.
1: And and for some reason, this is being debated in the Galactic Senate endlessly.
0: But they can't stop the Trade Federation. They can't force their hand. Their best way to deal with it is to send two Jedi Knights. One, two. And no,
1: one Jedi Knight and his apprentice, who is not a Jedi Knight. He's not even a full Jedi Knight. He's no. still a Padawan. And he yes. And he has a dumb braid. Padawan braid a Padawan braid, and he is like, it's like it's like the doctor showed up with his medical student mm-hmm. in tow, with his intern. It's my or, intern. Exactly. It's like, you know, the carpenter came with an apprentice. It's, it's
0: not two Jedi Knights.
1: Does it say two Jedi Knights in the opening credits In card? the opening credits, it says two George, Jedi Knights, but that's right. What the hell?
0: Once again, if you read it out loud, look at the things we're already figuring just by reading out loud. Not two Jedi Knights. Not One Jedi, Jedi Knights. Knight and a Padawan. Yeah. A lowly little Padawan. We've we decided... Somewhat are... sarcastic Padawan. Oh, he's very sarcastic. Yeah. A little... He's a, he's a little little too chippy for me. I don't think these negotiations will last long. And yeah, he has a really Ponzi accent. A really poncy accent. Yeah. Played, born, born with a silver spoon in his mouth, I was going to say. Played by... Ewan McGregor. The great Ewan McGregor. The late great Ewan McGregor. No, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Ewan McGregor I just McGregor got... Is I just oh my God, David, I'm so massacre. sorry. I'm sorry you
1: had to find out this <laughs> Did, way. Did like a bomb drop at the same party in mm-hmm. Hollywood or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So um, that's right. Yeah. So um, do you want to get to the film itself?
0: Yeah. Our cutoff point for this episode was, I think we agreed on uh, eight eight minutes and 26 seconds. Somewhere in there. It's basically the first wipe of the movie. His favorite type of edit, old Georgie. He loves to use a wipe at it. He does. And it's the first wipe where we move away from the Trade Federation ship onto the planet of Naboo. That's right. Yes. It's a wipe from the ship to the beautiful, gorgeous skyscraper palace
1: marble cathedral that is the Naboo government, seat of government, I don't know.
0: And that's where we both agreed to turn off the movie.
1: Yeah, we stopped watching. We're
0: not going to look at the beautiful stuff.
1: No, not, yet. not yeah. yet. Well, I mean, space is beautiful. It's sort of a, a haunting beauty. Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay, opening shot of the film. Now that we move past I'm the excited. crawl and our problems with the crawl. Yeah,
1: you yeah, know the, the crawl dissipates into the sky, into the stars, mm-hmm. and our camera sort of swings over.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful looking ship, flies by, Red. camera, pans with the ship. Yeah. Right? You got those great Ben Burtt sound effects. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And this is the thing that people don't talk about enough with George Lucas and his directorial style. There's a lot of restraint. Yeah. For a blockbuster, an action film, a sci-fi film. There's a lot of silence. Yeah. So you hear that great Ben Burt effect. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he allows there to be the silence. There's not music wall to wall. No. Even though we know these great Phantom Menace- Orchestral cues—they're—they're they're coming. There's, there's some silence here. Yep. Cut inside the ship. Two pilots there. You're really going in detail. Two yeah. Jedi's with their hoods on. Yep. yep. They say something. Like, okay. The
1: Jedi's look pretty cool. Let's. They be look pretty cool. Yeah. We just see
0: some cool hoods. You right? do
1: not want to mess with these guys. Is the impression,
0: even though they, they're simply dressed. Still. It's great visual storytelling. You yep. see through their body language. Yep. Through their pose, they're closer to the camera. Yep. Their backs are turned, which indicates a certain level of, of power and mystery to them.
1: Yeah, they, they seem to almost want to kind of bring a certain atmosphere wherever they go.
0: Arms crossed. Two pilots sitting in the front of the ship. They look over their shoulders. Oh, uh, sirs, do you want to? They don't seem to be really confident. Dweebs. What they're talking about, they're dweebs, they're nerdlingers, they're herbs. Ugh. Bunch of herbs they are. Yeah. They go, you know, whatever they say. Like, Should we uh, dock into the ship? Whatever? British accents, right?
1: Everyone in this thing has a British accent. I think they say
0: something like requesting permission to to dock on the on the blockade ship. Yeah, on the battleship, which the looks battleship. like a donut with a hole. It looks like a donut with a donut hole. It looks yeah. like a donut- With one uh, bite taken one out. One bite taken out of it, and then a hole placed in the center where the hole was. So they filled in- the bite, but at the wrong spot. It is an absurd design. It's a weird ship. It's a really if you're talking battleship, yeah. that doesn't look like a battleship. And the hole doesn't look connected to the rest of the ship. So no. if you're in the donut, you want to get to the hole. You presumably have to get in a different smaller ship and think fly so? out into there's not, the hole. There's
1: got to be some kind of connecting. I, tunnel. I didn't Nothing. notice a bridge. I mean, yeah. look,
0: we're going to be focusing on other parts of the film, right? In ensuing episodes, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But sort of we'll stuff. get back to the donut ship at some later point. We'll see if the bridge is there. Yeah. We will, but off my memory, I don't remember there being any connecting tissue between the donut and the donut hole. Okay, so they're coming in on this ship, requesting permission. Screen comes up, and this is our first alien we see. That's in true. The film.
1: Yeah, he's the first uh, that we've seen. Four humanoids so so far. Humans.
0: Good point because it is a galaxy far, far away. There would be aliens to us. None of this is taking place on Earth. That's true. They look human to us. Yeah. Technically human. Yeah. They would be aliens if they landed on our planet.
1: Where did this guy come from?
0: Uh, Naboo. That's not Earth. You're yeah. an alien, bro. Looks like
1: Tuscany, not Tuscany. No,
0: nope. looking mad Italian, bro. <laughs> but you're an alien.
1: You have a perfect BBC English accent, but you're an alien
0: and, and uh, raucous charm. Mm, raucous, raucish. Oh, ra- oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Not raucous. Yeah, no, certainly not, not raucous. Yeah, Obi
1: Wan is not raucous. Rakis, raucous, raucish. How do you pronounce Rakish? it? Rakish charm? Is I'm that
0: what you're saying? I'm thinking R-A-W-K-I-S-H. rawkishi do not
1: know if that's a word.
0: Well, uh, it turns out I was spelling it wrong. It is R-A-K-I-S-H. Right, rakish charm. I, I, yeah, yeah. Marked I, by up to date and dress and manner. So it was exactly. also wrong. up to date for that, it was a long time ago. Yeah,
1: well, Obi-Wan has, I know what you mean, like a bit of a, just a sort of a British charm. Like he's not exactly threatening, he's sort of polite, but still there's a bit of an edge. Oh, I
0: was talking about Qui-Gon.
1: Oh, well, him even more. Him, I feel like... Everything that that Obi-Wan is, Qui-Gon is that elevated, right? Yeah. You know, they're sort of similar in tone, but Obi-Wan's still a little bit babyish. Qui-Gon has just figured it out.
0: Those piercing blue eyes have seen so much, have lived through so much, so much pain, yet he put a a positive spin on everything. Cropped beard. What a tightly cropped beard. Lovely cropped beard. He's got shoulder-length hair. Pulled back. Yep. Oh, my God. What a
1: good-looking fucking guy. Qui-Gon Jin.
0: His nose, by some standards, might be too big. But it fits his face so fucking well.
1: You know, I mean, beyond that, you're not even getting to his voice. Oh, God, what a voice. The kind
0: of voice that can shut down a room. It could shut down a room. And it could drop a couple panties. Uh, panties? Space panties? I don't know. Drop a couple space boxer pants. briefs, even. Yep, absolutely. We're not judging this progressive podcast. Yeah. Maybe the movie we're talking about took place a long time ago. This is taking place 2015, baby. Yes, this is taking
1: place This podcast place is taking place I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, yeah. We're progressive. Very progressive, but I mean, we don't even know the sexual mores of of
0: the Phantom Menace. are- Oh, no, gay people allowed. You know, is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, you, that's that. That's not addressed in the film. But you're- uh, Trade Federation didn't want any shipments made to Naboo, and also gay people aren't allowed.
1: Those are the two rules that we know. Mm-hmm. The the two sort of like rules that some, that people are abiding by. Yes, interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. No,
0: that's a fact. I looked okay. that up on Wikipedia.
1: On Wikipedia.
0: Uh yes. Okay. Uh that was on Wikipedia, but for most of this show we're going to be referring to wikipedia. Right, which I believe is starwars.wikia.com. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So request permission to dock. Screen comes up. We see the first appearance of Oh right. A a and, and more alien-looking creature. Very alien. Green. Sort of jelly-like skin. Rubber lips. Red lidless eyes like a snake. And most importantly, the eyes themselves are very round. Yes. But rather than the kind of humanoid eyes, we know where it's, uh, you know, a pupil in the center. Sure. Iris around it. Yeah. You know, circle with a circle in a circle inside of it. This has no such thing. Just red. And then black lines. They're black squiggly oh, that's lines. Right. That's right. That's right. In the eyes. Yes. There isn't like an iris. There's like a black There's squiggly sort of, yeah, line. There's an eye slit. I don't know. Yes. Something. Yeah. And this is important to address up front. Those slits are slanty. The eyes themselves are round, but the slits slant upwards. at, yeah. I would say, a 25, 30 thirty-degree angle at least. It's it's
1: it's subtle, maybe at first, especially on a video screen. But the more you look at him, and we haven't even heard him. We haven't even heard him talk yet. But
0: oh, and boy, I'm ready to talk about when we hear him talk. Well,
1: it, well, it, what's his name? Uh this I believe is Nuke Gunray. I think so, Nuke Gunray.
0: Yes, there are a couple of them. Not to sound racist, they do look similar.
1: Uh, and also, they, I don't think their names are ever spoken in the film. I no. Mean, this is all provided through the credits, through the w- wiki, Wikipedia. I don't think Action they ever packaging. say. Action yeah. packaging. No one's like, hey, Newt, uh, right. Newt, come over and take a look at this. Like, yeah. no, There's never any of that kind of title. You know, to his credit, George Lucas kind of eschews that sort of easy expositional
0: dialogue of like,
1: oh, you're Newt Gunray, uh, president of the Trade Federation. I'm Qui-Gon Jinn. And, you know,
0: no one does anything like that. Sure. In certain cases. Yeah. I mean, they talk a lot about taxation. Um,
1: do they talk a lot about taxation?
0: Yeah, across the film, I think they do. Okay, but but Nuke Gunray, uh, they say uh, you know permission to board the ship or yep. whatever, and they're yep. like you know w- wincy British accent, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says,
1: uh, "Of course, uh, as you know, a blockade is perfectly legal." Yeah, I don't think he. I think you are doing it credit there. I think there's even the sort of like pauses, like perfectly legal, like it. It's insane. <laughs> How much time he takes between words as if he is finding the word in his, let's be fair, mouth Mm -hmm. that may not be built for galactic basic, the language spoken in the film. Well,
0: and this is not a very, very important detail to discuss. Their mouths do not move even remotely close to what they're saying. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, not at all. Now, maybe you could go, wow, aliens, you don't know how their lips move in this and that. Every other alien we see across the film, their lips move in conjunction with the words they are forming in a way that is recognizable. That is true.
1: They, uh, then his race is the, the N- Nemoidians? Nemoidians? Yeah, some bullshit like that. They, they they all kind of behave like this where it's like the mouth just sort of moves like flap, 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 flap. The words are just there. There's no correspondence. It's just like basically, it's like they're pressing a button to move his mouth, and the words, and they just press the button until the words are done. But you you can't even fit your brain into it and think like you know, sort of think like, well, they maybe they missed a spot here or there, but it looks basically right. There's
0: no, it's it's the opposite of seamless. It is filled with seams. I remember seeing this film opening night, super excited. Sure. Oh God, state of the art effects we're about to see. Alien comes on screen. The design is amazing. Design is amazing. The texture of the skin. It's a gorgeous everything. movie, and I'm, and I'm watching
1: it. it on my Blu-ray last night. Oh, looks gorgeous. It's it's a t- fantastic transfer. It really looks great.
0: Mm-hmm. It was well shot. It was yeah. the last uh, a film uh, director George Lucas shot on film. That's I don't right. know what other movies he directed after this. Uh, he might. Uh, we we're not getting to that. Not worth talking about. But this this was his
1: final, I think, effort on film. Which of course, you know, that's reflective more of just the sad state of an industry switching to digital. That's a separate podcast. Separate podcast. Look uh, forward to that, though. Oh, God, can't oh, wait to
0: do that one. Oh, the death of film
1: um, with Griffin Newman and David Sims.
0: And, you know, we've been tiptoeing around it, but uh, let's, let's address it head on. Uh, the, the movie, I mean, the character and the entire race of nemoidians. Yeah. Uh,
1: who are savvy trade experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, savvy economists. Mm-hmm. Somewhat weak-willed uh, when it comes to battle. Yeah,
0: it comes to warfare. I have the power to hold up the galaxy by refusing to ship goods that yeah. they have. Sure, sure. You know they're seemingly the supplier of all the important goods for some reason in the galaxy. For some reason, this entire federation of a galaxy's
1: trade is controlled by one jelly race of just horrifying offensive stereotypes. Clearly meant of to be Japanese Chinese people. Oh, you think Chinese? Ooh. See, I was waiting. I was waiting for us to get to this. Interesting. It's the the most unfortunate thing is it's actually not even clear. It's just Asian. It's really just an. It's Asian really just Asian. Asian. Type.
0: I I thought Chinese. I'll I'll say this. I was reading more of the subtext than the text of the film. Right. I thought Chinese because of their stranglehold on yeah on 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 sort of commerce and manufacturing and that sort right. of stuff. I get that. I get production, that. production shipment all of that. But I guess you're right in terms of their their garb. It's and, more sort of traditional. I mean, they're wearing. It's almost close to a kimono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of
1: flowy robes. Yeah. I mean, again, general Asian sort of quote unquote Asian culture being appropriated. Right. And for the absolute worst possible, it never makes sense because these are characters who have no redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. That 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 I feel like that is the biggest problem about this. Yeah they simply exist to be manipulated by one evil figure yes and be a problem for all of the good people and n- at no point of their motivations at remotely
0: sympathetic they also uh can't even lie convincingly the worst liars in the world they're not characters who turn out to be bad guys even when they're saying good things like uh, as you know uh, this uh, blockade is uh, perfectly regal <laughs> You're not hitting the
1: legal. There's like an. Legal? It's. Who voiced the character? I forget. I forget who
0: voiced. I think the same actor voiced a Buddy bunch Hackett of them. I think it was Buddy Hackett and Mickey Rooney. <laughs> did all the voices. George Lucas just took old Buddy Hackett party records. The, Trade the Chinese Federation waiter might as well be
1: Mr. Yunioshi, and Naboo might as well be yeah. uh, Audrey Hepburn's apartment yeah. Yeah. in yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised that in the background of the ship, there isn't just a Charlie Chan, yeah, alien going. I have a mystery to solve.
1: It's amazing that they're not wearing lampshade hats and like moving screen doors around. and yeah, and yeah it's. I mean, I as a thirteen-year-old, I thought something was up about the way they talked. Something weird. Yeah, it was especially the way they talked uh, that was just it was just impossible to ignore.
0: I remember at this age, I did not know what stereotypes were. Sure, sure. My father, a year or two later, explained stereotypes to me in a way because there was some joke in a movie that was explicit, and he said, "Well, some people like to make generalizations, right, about certain races or certain types, or you know, yeah. socioeconomic uh, brackets or whatever, right?" Um, and I went, "Oh, that's weird. That's weird that you could look at an entire group of people and say all of them say do one this, thing about that. none of them right, do exactly." This. At the time, I didn't understand. I just went. That's they're aliens and they're talking in a weird way. Yeah, uh, but looking back at it now, they're de- they're definitely Asian people.
1: They're yeah, they're greedy, spineless, uh, Asian merchants
0: with slanty lines in their eyes. Yes, who talk in a way that is recognizable to us. Yeah, in our it's our a very basic sort of hacky stereotype. stereotype, like a like a bad standup routine. Yeah, they can't really pronounce their Rs. They're yeah.
1: they're um, you know, easily manipulated. I, I mean, they pee
0: in our coke. <laughs> Don't get that, mad at me David That happens in the film th- th- That does happen in the that film does we'll get to in That does happen in the later film They do PPNR in our code Yeah yeah, yeah. That is a, That's a real throwback reference Thank you Yeah
1: I like that Thank you um, So the Nemoidians Yes The Trade Federation Newt Gunray Yeah He's on his donut ship mm-hmm. And he says you, you know Feel free to dock with us No problemo you know he. You know, offering them guest right, he's letting them onto their ship. You know, there's a certain there's a certain I feel um, contract being a, a, upheld here, where like you have free passage onto my ship. I won't treat you badly. You're safe. You know one. You know, as negotiators, mm-hmm. right? Like that's sort of a diplomatic status that any country would afford to yes. another to another country's yeah. emissaries.
0: Yeah, we're gonna let these two ambassadors. Yeah. Come aboard. Peaceful ambassadors.
1: Yeah. Although they
0: are carrying laser sword weapons. They don't know that at that point. They don't know that, but do they hide it? They don't realize that they're Jedis immediately. That's true. That's true. It takes them a second. They go, wait a second. These ambassadors appear to be uh, Jedis. The best thing about doing this podcast is that no one can accuse us of being racist (laughs) for doing those voices. Because I think people could still (laughs) accuse us. We're doing spot on impressions. Unfortunately, yes. Blame Uncle George. Yeah. Why did he do why he, did he do that? He,
1: someone at some point was in a sound studio just like this one. It's probably exactly yeah. like this one. It may have been this studio.
0: I went, mean, uh, hi, uh, George? Yeah. Um Yeah. Is this mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh this this is definitely how you want this character to talk? Yeah, it sounds good. Just but, if you a little more just a little more. Okay, but when you, ha- I'm not gonna. The other ones in the race aren't gonna talk like this, right? The, all the other Nemoidians uh, we'll aren't see. gonna.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I'm not sure yet. Why 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 don't you just set the tone? Just a little more.
0: You so want you all just... of them to have this? We'll,
1: we'll see. We'll see.
0: Probably. It, is this scratch dialogue, or is this what we're going with?
1: Um, I think I think this is this is what we're this is gonna really fit with their mouth movements. So uh, we're gonna use this.
0: So this is you want me to do this dialogue in this voice?
1: Yeah, like sort of like uh uh, is that illegal? Like like there?
0: Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what you sound like right now, right?
1: I, at that point, I feel like probably some emissary of Skywalker, yeah. like ranch, sort of would come and whisper in that guy's ear and just don't, be like, "Just don't, do don't the don't answer, 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 Just do the answer. Answer. Don't talk to George. Yeah. Yeah. don't worry. Don't ask George. Yeah, you'll get you. You can be in the." Video. Kids are gonna love Nuke Gunray. Okay. <laughs> Is there a Nuke Gunray action figure? Are you kidding? There are multiples. Multiple Nuke Gun. He doesn't Multiple. even have a thing. He doesn't even have like any accessory. Uh,
0: no, no. He just holds his hands together. He a holds lot. his hands together. A lot. He has yeah.
1: a bunch of uh, you know, uh, subordinates. Yeah, uh, they're all kind of sitting around.
0: Yeah. Can we do a little merchandise uh, side corner here? Sure, yeah, this yeah, will We yeah. a regular feature where we spotlight certain pieces of uh, Phantom Mass merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember saving up my money for months, maybe like six months. What was your allowance at the time? <sighs> Tiny. Yeah, very small. Tiny. I mean, it was in coins. I remember. Right. It was. It was right. a collection of. Co- it was maybe seventy-five cents. I think sure. maybe we'd moved it up to a dollar. Yeah. You you know you you were two digits, ten ten years old. Time right. for a, a dollar a week. I just cracked the double digit. Yep. Um, so yeah, maybe a dollar, maybe like seventy-five cents, right? Yep. So saved saved up. and saved, saved and scripts so and like, saved. I know this Phantom Menace merchandise is coming out. I want me some Phantom Menace toys. Yep, and I went. I was like, I'm going to buy every character, but they had this one item on sale that I was told through marketing that I needed to have. That so all the, the toys would be incomplete without this one item. Had the film come out? At this had point? not come out right. yet. Okay, I believe the on shelf date was like April. Right, film Mo- comes out in May. Yeah, movie was coming out like a month later. Yep. It was a big deal that all the toys were out. They were saying, oh, man, they're going to fly off shelves. Yep. You don't know who the best characters are going to be yet. You haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, and I remember I went in there knowing the characters' names before they were spoken. A hundred percent.
1: There was that much of a publicity blitz yep. that small characters, I'm like, oh, that's Captain Panaka. I just knew just through everything that had come through.
0: They were everywhere. Yeah. So you didn't know which characters you were going to love, which characters you're going to hate. Ugh, what do you buy? Right. I thought I was going to buy like eight. Different characters. How much money did you have? I've been saving for a long time. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, and I get there. Yep. I go, well, trailers imply this pod racing scene is going to be great. Sure. We got Anakin. I know he's presumably the main character. Trailers seem to focus on him. Yeah, they do. He's did. the focus of the teaser poster. Yep. Little kid walking. Weird, ominous shadow that doesn't look like anything I recognize behind him. Yeah, let's not talk about that. We get Anakin. Ooh. They got one that comes with the pod, racer. Sure. More expensive, but why not get that? Okay. It's going to cost me a couple other separate figures I could get, but why not get so Anakin? You got Anakin with his pod. With his pod. Okay, let me get a figure. Oh God, this guy looks like he's going to be the breakout star of the film. This is the one who's most visually appealing to me on the shelf, Watto. Oh, boy. Had to buy Watto. I went, he's, this guy is going to be he, fun. He's distinctive. We'll get, cool. we'll get to Watto. We'll get to Watto. He looked cool. We're, that's gonna be a two-part. We're gonna do two episodes. just I think, about I think that might be another spinoff, actually. Uh, just what are you talking about, <laughs> David? What are you talking about?
1: So you you got yourself Anakin. You got yourself Watto.
0: Okay, I had the budget for probably four or five more characters. Oh, oh, no, can't do it because I need to get a comtech communicator. I don't know what that is. I do not know what you're talking about. A technological breakthrough at the time. The Phantom Menace want to have your characters talk. Okay. For the first time ever, Star Wars characters come to life. They talk to you. Sure. For the first time ever, Phantom Menace won film into the franchise. <laughs> maybe it's a franchise made. Is I don't know. You're 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 getting onto rough territory. But the figures are so small. I don't know if you remember this. They're small figures. Sure. They're like they're like three three quarters. Yeah, he's he's holding his fingers yeah. apart. Little little, little penis size figures, right? right? Yeah. Size I don't of know like about a you? Little penis. Yeah. Little penis. Yeah. Not saying like our penis. No, I'm no, saying no, like, no, no. a little penis. Think little of a little penis, penis and that's yeah, about right. how big the action figures were. Yeah. Couldn't fit the technology inside them to make them talk. So each figure came with like a little like microchip. Okay. In plastic casing.
1: And I see, and you had to buy a separate thing. Yes. To make those microchips make noise,
0: right? Okay. It Looked like a dog tag, translucent plastic. It had a little picture of the character on it. Get the chip, then they had the ComTech communicator, which looked like the thing that Qui Gon uses later in the film sure. to like, His, like radio to the Jedi. Yeah. It's like a space phone. It goes oh mm. right, great dialogue. So it looked like a much bigger version of that. Yeah. And you'd get one of your chips, and you'd swipe it across, okay. and the sensor would just play the sound. This is sort of teaching kids to use their credit cards when they grow up, right? Uh, that costs about thirty five dollars. <laughs> and so you bought that. Bought that. Wait, how did we get on this? How did you get? Or is this just because I okay. want to say at this point in the film you're asking what new gun right? Came yeah, with what does he have? Figure? Yeah, okay. he doesn't really have anything. At this point in the film, I, I, the characters didn't come with that many accessories because they the contact Chip. Kids are crazy about these contact chips.
1: That's that's definitely
0: why I know what those are. Yeah, kids are crazy about them. Yeah. They had a little hole in Their them. Their
1: legacy endured.
0: They suggest that you'd wear them around your neck. They came with a little... The contact communicator came with a little beaded chain. It's like, oh, where's the bracelet? Put it on sure. your backpack. Kids are going to be trading Comtech chips like crazy. Like crazy. Like crazy. So I, at this point in the film, the first eight minutes and 26 seconds, was keeping track of how many lines of dialogue each character recited because a Comtech chip, I think, had four or five lines on it. Sure. And I was like, "Oh man, a character better say four or five lines. That means they're they yeah, they going to be potential. worth buying. Yeah, right. Otherwise, they're not. Then they, Chris, they you might were not a even really make special them. Kid. Thank you. Yeah, they might not even make them. Okay. So I remember when, when the Newt gunray the British, uh, you know, the ship drivers of our Jedi Knights. Yep. Uh, two lines. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, probably not going to make there. the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Gunner immediately was jumping in. Oh God, he's he's monologuing practically. <laughs> Distinctive voice. He's just he's like Richard Pryor up there. <laughs> There's an abundance. <laughs> You know what
1: the deal is? Trade Federation is. (laughs) It's really it's a fine line. It's a It's a fine line between the lines he
0: wrote and just a straight up impression. Blame George. Okay. Blame George. George Lucas. Jedi's walk in. Yep. They dock.
1: They they're, they walk in. They're they're led uh, to a room by a protocol droid named TC fourteen. Oh, I
0: think. God, what a great character!
1: She's very shiny. She Love looks, her. Uh, like uh, nothing.
0: Carry on. We haven't seen anything that looks like her before. She's one of a kind. TC fourteen. Yep. I will say, uh, looking here at uh, uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um. Uh. What does it say here? Um. About TC-14? Yeah. TC-14 was a Cybot Galactica TC series protocol droid, part of a special lengthy production run that introduced new features and skill sets. Okay. The company wanted to highlight the introduction of Tran Lang 3 Communication Module Center into their droid line by including the letters TC in the serial numbers of all droids produced in this series. Of these, the early ones, including TC-14, were often referred to by a TC prefix. Like TC-14 herself, nearly all of them were programmed with a feminine sure. personality. Right. Right and like her, they were excellent at operating calmly under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Does she operate, or this, does she lead them to a room? This can largely be attributed to the frequent number of memory wipes she received. Oh, so this is sort of George Lucas's
1: take on a ditzy secretary. Is that is that the idea? She's been mind wiped so many times. She's sort of like, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, well, uh, she does that a lot. She's she, she leads of,
0: them in. Oh, yeah. please sit down.
1: And then she goes back to the Nimodians. She does. She, she heads right. I mean, that's she's a professional. She goes right back to the bosses and says, I don't know if you know this, but those are Jedi Knights. She
0: says, I, if I can quote her directly, I believe she says, them motherfuckers be Jedi's. That is exactly the line. It's crazy.
1: This movie was rated PG. I know. I know. She says, <laughs> she them says, motherfuckers be Jedi's. Yep.
0: And she says it in the exact tone that I just said. In the exact she said, tone. She uh, excuse me, them motherfuckers be Jedi's. Yes. So they go, uh, They go, Motherfucker. Motherfuck. Jedis. <laughs> Once again, verbatim dialogue. Yeah. It's so the one time they don't sound like Asian stereotypes. Yeah, yeah. they start sounding exactly like us. They go, Motherfuck. Jedis. What do we do? Should we go in there and stop them? And they're like, no, send a droid.
1: Right, yeah. The, the, uh, to give us the impression that the nuke Gunray and his, his uh, cadre of jelly people are yeah. pure cowards. They can't even talk these didn't people. even want to see them they have arrived for negotiations they're not ready
0: to fight the they are not just talk. They they're not wearing weapons they're ambassadors for...
1: they send a droid with
0: tea yeah she comes in with a little silver tray just as shiny as she is yep little shiny cups on it yep they take their sips meanwhile Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon have been like eh, bad feeling about this yeah
1: they're chatting Uh, Obi-Wan is sort of going on about, like, oh, I sense something elsewhere, elusive, something bad's going on. Well, that's the weird thing. And Qui-Gon's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah,
0: because Obi-Wan's like, I got a bad feeling, something feels weird. Qui-Gon's like, I'm sensing no danger in the immediate area. Right. Apparently these Jedis have some sort of spider sense. Yeah,
1: Obi-Wan is basically saying, like, my psychic power extends so far that I suspect something vaguely bad is happening just... In the world right yeah, now. Yeah, and Qui Gon's like, Qui-Gon's shut like the Will you shut up?
0: up? The boy is talking. He's a psychic. You don't yeah. want to listen to him for a second? Yeah, you're, you're Padwan. Know your place.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's true. Qui Gon shuts him right down. So we get an idea of the Qui-Gon's power dynamic. Going, uh,
0: there's nothing dangerous in the next two yeah, or Qui-Gon's- three rooms. And it's like, <laughs> Fuck you, two or three rooms. I'm not talking about rooms. I'm talking bigger picture here. But- he's like, You're Padwan.
1: Yeah, be mindful of the living force, he says, whatever the hell that means. Who knows what that is. Um, But keep your mind in the present. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's what he says. Master
1: Yoda says. I think he's just kind of dick slapping him. You know, he's He's just like, Obi-Wan's like, oh, this is kind of cool. And he's like, hey, I talk. Yeah. You drink your tea. Yeah. You're here to learn. Like I think he wants Obi Wan to have a notepad out right now and just be like jotting down every move.
0: The intern at the office is a good idea, mentions it to the boss in the elevator, the elevator is like, hey, "When I was an intern, I never talked to the boss." Exactly. And then the next like, you know, he and sees him The boss him.
1: has to shoot it down just to make up.
0: But then uh, you know, he's at the big conference room thing and they're like any other pitches and he's like, "Uh, yeah, you do have this one other one." And suddenly he pitches the fucking intern's idea. Right. Oh, and that's man. the one that gets him. Yeah, it's a. Billion an, we
1: do. Do we ever have a scene where Obi Wan later just calls the Jedi's and he's like, "I think something generally
0: bad, elusive, yeah. might be happening." I don't know. Some sort of phantom menace. Just
1: <laughs> speaking of the phantom menace, yeah. we see him. We see a guy. Or we or at least see someone we might presume to be a phantom holograph. Menace. Yeah, is referred to as Lord Sidious. Yep, wearing a heavy a, a, robe. <sighs> we we thought Qui Gon and Obi Wan had heavy robes. Get out of here! This guy. This guy's robe is so heavy. Like, if that guy was in a rainstorm,
0: he wouldn't be able to walk. No,
1: that thing would be so freaking heavy. No,
0: no, and it doesn't look rainproof. It looks like a hell, like a heavy, yeah. maybe velvety is fabric. Not,
1: is this not a advanced spacefaring civilization? Like, worlds are accessible through light speed travel. Yeah. This guy's wearing robes. Everyone's wearing robes. Wait, so you could trip
0: over yourself. Yeah. you're gonna trip on your own feet. Jesus get Christ, he walks so slow, too. Someone goes, hey, can you hand me a pencil? He's got to roll back his sleeves all the way just to But to be all fair, those pockets he must have. To be fair, we don't know who this guy is. We don't know who this there guy is. There is absolutely nothing distinctive about his profile. I would say the only thing I know about him is that he is a phantom menace. Yeah, very phantom-y. You can only see the bottom half of his face. Yep, and if you put your
1: hand through him, he's a holographic. You go right through Can't him. Can't touch
0: him. Phantom. You, don't know. you don't know how big or small he is because you don't get a sense of scale with a hologram. That's true. He could be a
1: uh, one-feet tall.
0: He could be a one-feet tall. <laughs> that is correct, David. He could be a one-feet tall. He could be a 12-feet tall. True. True. I refer to people exclusively by their height. A one-feet tall. David, so, you are a six-feet tall. Six, three. Why? Oh, I don't get into inches. I just okay, talk fair about feet. So you're round, you're round, you're round, up
1: or down. Yeah. So if I was six, seven, I'd be a seven-feet tall.
0: No, I'd still say you fall into the six category. Oh, I see. So you yeah. just ran down. Yeah, I just ran down. You
1: ran right on down.
0: I ran right
1: on down. So for all we know, if he's a twelve feet tall, he could be twelve feet and eleven inches tall. Yeah, closer to thirteen, to but not. But in in your my classification, in your scale, he would be a, he's 12, feet a twelve feet tall. Feet tall. Right, so we got this. So Sidious. So immediately they hear he's a Jedi. Rather than send their negotiator, or S- maybe Sidious even just, just goes take care of it. Sidious is just like execute these motherfuckers. Get rid of them. He he just. I think he does this. He yep. dusts his hands. He, he he wants to make it so clear. First, he has to roll up his sleeves. He rolls up and, it and then he dusts them off. Yeah, it takes twenty minutes. It. Yeah, um, so we're getting a couple things. One, these nemoidians they're not running the show. And and they don't want to deal with
0: conflict, number two. They are really... They don't even want to deal with conversation. For guys who are holding up the whole galaxy, they seem very, very confrontation-averse.
1: Yeah. They also...
0: Do Do they talk to uh, anyone in Naboo in these eight minutes? Uh, that comes a little later. Okay. That, okay. Comes, that comes at the end of the eight minutes. The tail end of this eight minute. Gotcha. Section of the film. Gotcha. They send TC in with the shiny T. Yep. Then Suddenly... They, I, Gas. They attempt to gas the Jedi. They said, TC, take care of this. And then someone else from some fucking control booth starts gassing. With, by the way, the most
1: obnoxiously visible gas. Yep. They couldn't have found an invisible gas. Like... Just, these these guys are obviously professionals. At least try to execute them with some class. Like, brown smoke pours into the room.
0: The doors have barely closed behind <laughs> TC-14. It's true. I don't even know if they have. They might close after the gas comes in. Yeah, and oh, by the way, the Jedi
1: are being really obnoxious to TC-14.
0: Right, and also, why do they need to send TC-14 in there? They keep on saying, let's, yeah, let's like let the She's, like, collecting droid their tea.
1: It. Yeah, like, who
0: the, cares? She's giving them tea. Why the doesn't just she, she walk just in there in.
1: with a laser gun and shoot them both in the head?
0: They don't have her do that.
1: No. That's
0: true. And she, for all we know, she's done this thing 18 times. She has not remember because they keep on wiping her <laughs> dying memory.
1: Poor lady. That's it. That's it. That is something we
0: really need to get into. Let the Haunted droid deal with TC14. it. Oh, we're going to get into it. Yeah. Let the droid deal with it. TC walks in immediately to gas the place. Right. They yeah. didn't need her to do anything. Yeah. It's like they're using her
1: for misdirection, but it's, it's sort of irrelevant misdirection. For, for
0: a millisecond of yeah, misdirection right, before yeah. the gas comes in. They're like, oh, hey, what's up? Gas. Gas. Immediately. I don't even know how to describe this, David. But immediately, the Jedi's take out laser swords. Wait a
1: second. We missed a crucial thing. What? As they're deploying the gas, they also blow up the
0: Jedi ship. Oh, right. And that seems to trigger everything. And that's the moment I knew that those two characters wouldn't get action figures. Yeah, because right. they have died and they've each had one. Is there
1: line. no charred corpse action figure that you no. could buy of them? No. Yeah, okay. But the,
0: what, what the Comtech ships? That's what I'm saying. Right.
1: Yeah. It's like, hey, what's up? Oh God.
0: My bar was you needed four lines, or you weren't going to make it to action figure form because kids were all about them Comtech ships. We're going to talk about the Comtech ships a lot. Every on this episode. Podcast.
1: Yeah. Every episode. So yeah, so the 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 poor Jedi pilot f- friends are executed. Their ship is blown up. Blown up. Gas floods into the room. They. You know, Jedi's take out some sort it's, of it's cold blooded. The Jedi stand up, take out laser swords. Laser sword, I wish one
0: green, one blue. You guys could see what I saw because I don't even have my jaw
1: it. hit the floor. It hit the floor.
0: Classic handles, so like you've see seen. Ray guns, yeah,
1: brown gas,
0: spaceships, spaceships flying around, aliens, robots,
1: Ro- <laughs> lots of robots,
0: lots of robots, he T- Lady Robbits serving shiny tea yep. on a shiny tray. Uh, a Phantom Menace,
1: but here, what are we seeing? Laser swords.
0: Laser swords. They come Big out. Big guys got them. Little twerps got them. They both got them. Cut through the door. Get out. Oh, my God. Robot army. More robots. More rubbits. They come out. And the Jedi's just fucking slice they just tear through them. through them. It's pretty cool. Ooh, this is exciting. Yeah. Ooh, this movie's done with all that taxation stuff. Yeah. No, now no, it's getting no, into the no, action. Yeah. All right.
1: It's true. After that preamble, we do, it takes a couple of minutes for us to get into limbs being hacked off of robots. Yeah. Yeah. Like crazy. These guys can move around. like They're like ninjas. They yep. can jump. They can sort of like... Knock people on their feet just by moving their hand. It's cool,
0: but always seem very calm.
1: Yeah, they are doing it. It's like they are do- like putting their groceries away. Yeah. It is that the poison gas fills the room. All they seem to do is just hold their breath. Yeah, from this noxious poison gas. Yeah, they just hold it. They're just like take oh, out their oxygen.
0: Yeah, cut through the door, kill a bunch of these robots. Nice. PG rating is retained because they're rubbets and it's, not people. Yeah, if
1: they were people, be a little that'd be a little brutal. Be super bloody. Be just little heads and limbs flying around.
0: Modi and see it on a screen. Yeah. They go. Oh no! Once again, a spot-on impression. <laughs> do not complain to me. Not my fault. There's, there's nothing we can do about the fact that they sound like they, they close the
1: doors, right? <laughs> yeah, they close the like super blast doors or whatever. Kygon
0: starts cutting through. Yep. They're like, oh no, we need a more powerful a door. So <laughs> they put up a different door. It's like three layers. Yeah, it's doors. like it's like it's like
1: when you you lock your top deadbolt on right your, you know when it's like maybe a little a little scary outside
0: they're like this laser sword can't cut through all of these right it's too thick so what he does he just takes the laser sword before he was trying to cut around it like he was right. cutting, cutting a cookie a out whole... of dough
1: right yeah. you know these swords are really powerful really powerful yeah he
0: just pushes it straight in
1: yeah into a molten mess i mean his hands he's like a pizza man like a great pizza man with calloused hands you know what i mean <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like he doesn't care if he's yeah.
0: basically next to molten door lava. Yeah, and I don't it's know, beautiful to watch. I don't know if you know this, David. Yeah. But the secret to a great pizzeria: mm. an old oven. That's true. Yin oven with That's a lot true. of flavor baked into it over the years. And you could say Qui-Gon Jinn is the old
1: oven of this story. <laughs> no question. Yeah. There's he's,
0: a lot of ingredients baked into him. He's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. And that comes from years of experience.
1: Qui-Gon, I mean, Qui-Gon is like an old pizza oven. Obi-Wan sees like a saltine. He's yeah. like a cracker.
0: Yeah. And he's maybe put a little marinara sauce and a, yeah, few, sure. a few flecks of mozzarella on top. But where's
1: the garlic? Yeah. You know? Where's the this? Where's the salt and pepper? Where's the gabagool? Those hands are too soft, Obi Wan. Yeah, I really like a lot of gabagool in my. I pasta. love some gabagool. Yeah, in my pasta. A little
0: gabagool, a little bit big. That's what I like in a pizza pasta. Exactly. You,
1: you ever, you, you ever a pizza talking pasta? talking pizza pasta this with David Graff. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And Purdue or Ben. <laughs> Maybe we'll call him Pizza doer Ben.
1: Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, he just pushes right through that fucking door.
0: Right, because Obi Wan's like, "How are you going to get through here?" Qui Gon's like, "Can't cut." Let's just burn it down. He just makes it so hot that the door melts through. Mm-hmm.
1: But they are distracted by a rolling, you know, force field robots. Destroyer droids come out. Yeah, they call them destroyers. The uh, the Japanese yep. uh, evil people call yep. them de- droidicas, which they roll is out. Never explained. They
0: pop up. Yeah, they shoot. They have like lots of lasers. They have force field. They're, they're, they they seem like tough cookies. The Jedi's deal with it. Yeah, even the Jedi's are like ugh. And these then, guys. And then they just decide, oh, we don't need to confront the Nemboidians anymore. We should get out of here. Yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know.
1: Let's be honest. As much as these guys are cold-blooded badasses, it's like gas, no problem. Bunch of droids, no problem. Door,
0: no problem. A couple more droids, all right, let's get the fuck out of (laughs) here. You know, let's cut our losses and leave. Let's just get out of here. We were here for one purpose, which was to negotiate with these guys. Instead, let us go to the planet of Naboo. Yep, let's not talk to them. Right. Let's just get out
1: of here. Now, you could see maybe they're just thinking, look, obviously these guys have it out for us. There's no negotiations. As Mm Obi-Wan says, what does he say, Griffin?
0: Uh... what did I tell you? That I thought the negotiations would be quick, something like that.
1: It's, the negotiations were short, and oh, then yeah. I
0: think Qui Gon, as he says,
1: short, just just slaps him. In the
0: head. <laughs> slaps him in the back of the head, <laughs>
1: and he says, "Like I don't want to hear another word out of you."
0: Yeah, I'll and nink then
1: and poop. and then Obi wans silent for the rest of the
0: movie. Obi Wan doesn't talk again for the rest of the movie, which is great. Escape through the air ducts, lands, says yep. that killer line, Ugh. the house. Falls down laughing. And then they just get home somehow. We don't know how they get home. Do they they, like stow away on a ship or something? Probably something. Who fucking cares? Yeah. And they cut back to the Modians and they are there talking to Princess Queen. Queen. I'm sorry. Queen. She's not a princess. Queen Amidala. Excuse me, princess. Queen Amidala. She's no
1: princess. Yeah. Queen Amidala, a 12-year-old British girl. (laughs) Who's in charge. Wearing what appears to be like a carpet of red. Just just so much carpet on she, her shoulders. Was she elected? Uh,
0: in the Wikipedia, we learned that she was. Right. Yes. It's not a bloodline. She is a 12-year-old. She's an elected
1: 12-year-old. Let's I think sit. she's 14. Yeah, Let's whatever. put her in charge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Played by Academy Award winner Natalie Portman. Yes, not yet an Academy Award winner. Yeah, but you could tell. You, it's true. she's you knew just, it was coming.
1: She's just seething presence. It was
0: a matter of time. Her
1: face is painted white. She mm-hmm. has two little red dots on her cheeks. Little kabuki-esque. Yeah, very kabuki. She has like a red line on her bottom lip and then her bottom lip is painted white. Like a split lip. Uh she is like seated with her arms on like some big chair. She mm-hmm. never moves. Mm-hmm. And she she speaks with the most exaggerated like madonna-esque yeah. fake british accent
0: you've ever heard. Yeah. And she goes, "We have sent two ambassadors to negotiate yeah. the trade and they go now, the, oh. Nebonians they, they pull a great trick here
1: go, it's real it's real good well
0: we uh, huh? have not uh, <laughs> the any ambassadors what are you talking about Yeah, this is go-
1: all legal <laughs> and we haven't seen any ambassadors
0: <laughs> carry on yeah, their answer to her going you're doing illegal stuff is no we're not doing anything illegal yeah, and their answer to the ambassadors is, "We don't know what you are talking."
1: The about. Ambas- answer to the ambassadors is, "Here is a face full of laser and dioxin and <laughs> yeah. robots." Yeah, no evidence that they've ever been here. As far as we know, they didn't dock. By the way, there is a- massive amounts of evidence, such as the exploded spacecraft in their hangar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, charred corpses. One imagine there is surveillance videos of the two Jedi's trying to melt through their door. They've got a melted door on their hands.
0: They also know that the, the- Jedi the melted are- door is probably over his shoulder. I mean, <laughs> all they can't just look. Wait a second, why is that door melted? They also know that the Jedi's escaped through the air vents. That's true. And so they're going to get home somehow and tell her, like, hey, that didn't go so well.
1: Yeah, but they figure, look, why don't we just say, huh? I don't
0: know what you're talking about. What do you mean? I also think the Ambassadors?
1: Negotiators?
0: Nemodians knew that at the end of the day, the Jedi's were going to get more trouble because they'd come home and be like, so that didn't go that well. They tried to kill us. And yeah. she was like, well, tell us about the negotiations. And they'd go. Well, we didn't get to talk to them. Yeah, she was like, "You had one job. It was to talk to them. What oh, they, happened?" She
1: thinks right. She thinks it'll be like, "Hey, man. So what if they tried to poison you?"
0: Yeah, dude, your job was to get the talk done. Yeah. Anyway. They said they didn't even know you were there. Why didn't you go through the door? And they were like, "Well, we were burning through it, but then the droids came out. Don't give me any excuse about burning through it. Then the droids came out. Fight the droids. Then finish burning through the door. Then go and talk then to then them. Sit
1: down at a table and negotiate. <laughs> negotiate." He's talking to her. Yeah. We really need negotiator They're negotiating right there. Negotiate over video. You have to send people to a ship. <laughs> this is—it's just—it's this... a lot of bureaucracy. I mean, maybe this is what George Lucas is getting at.
0: I know this film was set a long time ago,
1: in um, uh galaxy
0: far, 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 far away. away. Yeah, right. But in 2015, mm. where we have comparable technology, yep. people make business arrangements over the phone, over email, <laughs> all the yeah. time, over Skype. Why do you need to be present, nor come to a deal? Jesus I a recently solved a a trade uh, blockade. On a planet over Skype. That's what I did today. That's why I was late to this podcast with yeah, You were late. I had, you were 15 minutes late. I was, I was late. really yeah. late. Um, but that's that's the way that things work. You don't need to do it in person. You don't need to send ambassadors. You're the queen. Deal with it directly. Talk to them. Just go, hey, guys, you cut it out. You are an elected 14-year-old queen of a planet. Yeah.
1: You maybe know how to deal with a couple of Nemodians in their donut ship. You didn't get that job by accident. Yeah, for a reason. According to Wikipedia, she brought down a unfortunate like a king that nobody liked. She was the leader of a political revolution in this planet, and she was like eight. <laughs> yeah, when she was a child, maybe she was eight, and then she's elected queen. Yeah, which is you know, yeah, maybe president. I don't know, senator or something. I don't I know. know. Um, and and she, you know, the minute she's elected queen, they're like. Hey, do you like to have one giant U-shaped braid around your head? She said, yes, please. And she was like, yeah. And they're like, well, it's going to be the thickness of a human arm. And they're yep. like, yeah. She was like, mm-hmm. lay it on me. This is that the... is how I want to do all negotiating.
0: Here's the Queen <laughs> Alondola story. No, no, I child.
1: want my head to literally be just pull, being pulled back at all times by this giant braid. Well, there's a reason she's sitting in a chair and that chair's got a back. Oh, that chair That chair has a reinforced back. She's you not sitting it. on a stool. No. She's not
0: standing up. She can't.
1: She's probably 90 pounds and then you add the clothes, and she is 800 pounds.
0: If even 90 pounds.
1: Yeah. She's she's
0: uh, light as a feather. Queen Amandal She's a young woman. She's, she's not a fully grown woman. She's a girl. I'd say yeah. she's a girl. Yeah. Not yet a woman. Not yet a woman. The queen Amandala's story, in a nutshell, is she is born. Yep. She learns how to poopy in a toilet like a big girl. <laughs> then she leads a revolution and gets elected queen. Right. Those are all of her major life events. Yeah, she's so young; she hasn't lived through anything else. No, I don't. I mean, she really. She's
1: uh, doesn't. Uh, we don't even know how experienced she is in, in the ways of the world. She knows how to poo poo in a toilet,
0: but other that than is that is true. That is true. Other than that, she might not even know how to read or write. Barely so had time. We don't see her do it. Barely had time. The Nimodians, She goes like, "You guys better not be messing around." Yeah, she kind of is just like, she's like, "Come right, on, wait a second, seriously, no ambassadors?" Up. Yeah. No one's making a fudge. phone call. No one's making a phone call to yeah. them. Yeah. And then they say, Ahem, and I wrote this down verbatim. Okay. Uh, we would mm-hmm. never do anything without the approval of the Senate.
1: They literally are blockading a plan. That's all they're doing. There is obviously no <laughs> approval from the Senate. They don't care. The Chancellor of the Senate has sent two Jedi to deal with this. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a bald-faced lie. If I'm Amidala, I'm like, he's... These two-bit clowns,
0: But the key, I have to deal with this. The key to lying, if I learned anything from John Lovett's pathological liar character. Great character. When you stretch out a word, it sounds like a lie. Mm, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's the ticket. And they literally say, we would never do anything. Right. That the approval. They go so deep into it, she's like, okay. Yeah. Let time be the judge on this one. Yeah, and then she turns off her bubble screen. Star wipe and we're out.
1: That's true. That's true. That's the first eight and a bit minutes of the Phantom Menace.
0: <coughs> yeah, you're crying with emotion. I'm crying with emotion. So we've reached the end of this first episode. But so, well, what is it about? It's it's a it's about uh, sh- shipments.
1: <laughs> it's about the taxation of trade routes into the outer galaxy.
0: No, watching these first eight minutes again. Uh, trying to go into them blind, fresh, yeah, yeah. as if I didn't know what was going to come, if I hadn't already seen the movie ten times, including the 3D re-release, which, which is was a waste of money. It was a bad a, conversion. It was a terrible conversion. Muddy, and not that much dimensionality. No, yeah. And you could mostly take your glasses off watch the same movie for Look the most same. of the movie. Yeah. Look the same. Look the same. Yeah, anyway. I would go, okay, this is a movie about an entire um, uh, democratic system. Yeah, a sort of naughty political system. Collapsing. Yep. Or- as- in in the beginning of de- degradation, yeah. As they turn on the good people. Right. If they're that quick to want to kill the Jedis... It's true. I go, man, this You're movie's right. going to be these Jedis
1: on the run. It's it's reflective of a society where the rules are no longer being obeyed. The knives are out. And like the... I said, they had guessed right. They're invited mm-hmm. onto that donut ship. Mm-hmm. They, they're not even through their space ham sandwiches... They haven't even finished them. They didn't even get to board the donut hole. They were still on the real yeah, donut. Yeah, they were like, hey, can we check out the hole? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me while I push this button for the space gun.
0: Gas you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Jedi Knights, clearly, I mean, if this this ditzy half brain
0: protocol mm-hmm. droid who can barely hold a tea tray yeah. walks into the room and is like, whoa, these are fucking Jedi Knights. Memories wiped left and right. Can't remember her own mother's name. Oh, TC1. One four. No, no, but her mother's OTC one, the original, yeah. the OG.
1: Exactly. Um, the OG. Exa- yeah, but she. But the OTC. She, <laughs> she uh, even she can recognize. So the Jedi obviously yeah. paramount importance. Yeah. You know,
0: hugely recognized in this in this galaxy. And I assume it's going to be Midnight Run. I assume it's going to be these two guys yep. just trying to get home, sort stuff out. Sure. On the way, everyone's trying to kill
1: them. Right. It's like we're being thrust into a very complicated situation that maybe yeah. we don't need to know. The nitty-gritty of it's just like bad guys up there, good guys
0: down on the planet, and now let's we pull the ripcord. We're ready to go. Exactly. It's going to be nonstop thrills and action from here on out. As much as we're having fun, kind of poking at the fact
1: that this is a movie that maybe like doesn't spend a lot of time trying to make sense, trying to explain its backstory.
0: Maybe we don't need the. Backstory. If it's fun, it's fun. Eight minutes yeah. work so far. We you know it's setting the stage. Bad guys, now like, let it, let do you like
1: rip. Asian people? Then you won't like this movie. You know, do you hate Asian people? Whoa. You are in for a treat. Do you have twelve dollars? <laughs> How much was the ticket price in nineteen ninety? Was less. Than I that.
0: think it was. T- I think it just cracked ten. I yeah. remember that being a big. I think news I paid about six 10.
1: pounds to see this movie.
0: I remember this was the first film I ever bought tickets on movie phone. It was a big deal. We had to buy tickets in advance because it was going to sell out. Right. It was that. Yeah. Of course,
1: you actually had to reserve your seats.
0: And I remember seeing the news stories about those dummies waiting online, camped out for weeks. Nerds. Yeah, and then I just went and I called up a phone number and a guy said, two tickets for Wednesday. Keep going. 4.45 p.m. I think we saw it right after school. And it, do you remember the theater? Oh, you said the Ziegfeld. The Ziegfeld right. yeah. It was packed. And I saw a guy, the guy sitting in front of me was wearing the donut shirt. He had a shirt that was just the donut ship on it. Are you serious? Yeah, and I went, man, that's going to be an exciting ship. That's going to be, that ship's going to do a lot of work. Yeah. I remember I saw the shirt, I went, that's an interesting ship, and then the ship appears 90 seconds in, I went, oh boy, that guy picked his shirt correctly. He did. He 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 he, he led strong. This movie is wasting no time he getting front to front that loaded. ship. Yeah. That ship's going to do some damage. We got a red ship, then we got a donut ship. Boom, boom. So, I think that covers the first eight minutes and 26 seconds of The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Once again, this episode will not be going in eight minute segments. like no, uh, This series no, 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 will not no. be going in eight minute segments. But We're gonna- we wanted to set the scene as the film sets the scene. Mm-hmm. And so... Our analysis of what the film is about from just the first eight minutes is a nonstop thrill ride as two Jedis try to make it home while defending their lives and hopefully in the process expose the corruption that's happening within the Trade Federation. The the naked corruption. (laughs) naked corruption. (laughs) Like a
1: child could expose this
0: corruption. You know, come on. Uh, David,
1: also, they couldn't have brought a tape recorder, maybe you know, get a anything, little get, get a little a, hard copy evidence. Yeah,
0: well, you got heavy robes, no one will notice a wire. <sighs> that is true, and no
1: one's patting these guys down because if you're just wearing a t-shirt, they go, I can see a wire through your shirt. TC14 isn't like, hey, let me pat you down. Yeah, no, she's like, hey, do you want some tea?
0: She might not even remember that word. C- it might not be in <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to our podcast. Uh, come back next week. Yeah. We will try to solve the mystery of what Pinnamas um, is about. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll, what will the next? I think the next thing we, what's the next thing you want to talk about? I think.
0: Let's next week uh, dive into uh, Queen Amidala. Yep. I like the word dive. Dive into. Yeah. Uh, queen Amidala. Yep. Um, her Her reign as queen. Yeah, the political system. Some of the Wikipedia backstory about uh, how she was elected mm-hmm. and, and how she might not be all that she seems and why you might want to pay attention to some of those handmaidens in the background. More like face maidens. Including one played by, wait, is that Natalie Portman?
1: Wait a second, what are you talking
0: about? Dual role. I
1: don't know what you're talking about.
0: We got to dig in. Uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah. And as we always say in The Phantom Menace, uh, live long and prosper. Yeah.